Out and Loud Whispering Ignite Your Voice podcast. I am your host, Isabel Drawn. This is a podcast where we're dedicated to gaining deeper awareness through breaking through personal barriers and limitations, discovering a connection with yourself and gaining the freedom to create the life that you desire. You, I am so excited that you're here with us today. And if you're new, welcome. You are now entering a safe community where women in different parts of their journey share their story openly and honestly, discussing the struggles and obstacles of overcoming adversity to thriving. We talk about mindset, health and wellness, business healing, spirituality, and much more. So you can have a better and deeper connection with your inner self. I would love for you to walk away each week feeling empowered to make choices and decisions that shape your life, creating a new lifestyle that aligns with how you want to experience your life. You know, at different stages of our lives, there are tipping points. And if you're not paying attention, it can tip without you realizing it. Feeling you dissatisfied on the inside, screaming for help, and no one hears you because it comes out as a whisper. As women, we get stuck in loops that we never see coming, in turn losing our sense of self, and we can't always see a way out. It's time to bring light to all dark thoughts originating from within our heads about labels and self-worth and start defining ourselves truly. For us to learn to recognize and listen to your inner voice, look at your life and yourself with a new sense of awareness. I hope these stories, tools, and discussions help you preserve and encourage you to keep going in your own personal transformation, no matter what life brings your way. And I am so excited today to have a very dear friend of mine, Kate Evans. She's the owner of Soulful Space, and she's a life coach with a passion for home and life decluttering. She also has a blog designed to help you attend to your mind, body, and soul and space and is working on a book on decluttering that will address all of the mental and emotional difficulties that come up so that you can finally take action and sustain change. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me here. I love it. (laughs) I am so excited to have you. So we're going to jump right in and talk about life decluttering, what that means and what is your approach and why is it important to you? And before we go into what it means, what is your approach and why it's important, perhaps maybe you can tell us a little bit about your own life story, home decluttering, and what brought you to this work with Soulful Space. I'm a trained therapist, yoga instructor life coach, all sorts of fun stuff. I had a journey. I mean, the journey starts when I was a kid, when Mm -hmm. nobody taught me how to have a system of cleaning or decluttering of the home or any of that sort of stuff. And there's all sorts of interesting stories that I'll put in my book. So you have to (laughs) get the book to to hear the rest of those. But a few years ago, I had this kind of meltdown mm-hmm. where I realized that I hated my house. I hated okay. everything in it. And I just I kind of broke down. And it was at a time when I was putting better boundaries in place with my work and myself. And I was, it was taking better care of myself, working out regularly, eating better. And I started this process. I started listening to podcasts and watching things on YouTube. And Mm -hmm. there's a moment as I'm sitting at the kitchen table with my husband, I were eating dinner and I'm like slumped over my plate with this crappy look on my face. And he looks at me, what is wrong with you? Uh I just looked up and I went, I hate this place. (laughs) 
there, that's what it was. I mean, that was, and it was just this like thing that came up inside of me. And I started, you know, with the guidance of, of people like Marie Kondo and yeah. uh, uh, Michael Spencer of Let's Purify and, you know, all, all sorts of other people um, going through closets and drawers and cabinets and thinking about what, you know, what sparked joy and mm-hmm. uh, thinking about organization. I've learned about organization through the internet because no one ever taught me. Over the course of about three months, I touched about 95% of everything in my home. And one day wow. I was standing in that kitchen, you know, so the kitchen that I had hated three mm-hmm. months prior. Mm-hmm. I was standing at one day, I had just wiped down the counters, everything was in the dishwasher. And like, I never did the dishes before. Like I did them once a week. That's gross, but it's true. That's what I did. That's what I love about the show. (laughs) (laughs) And now I do them every day, sometimes twice a day. It's, It's almost obsessive. But I was standing in my kitchen and looking at my clear counters there isn't excess stuff on them. They're wiped down. There's this openness. And I just felt my shoulders relax out of my ears. I took a deep breath and I thought, oh, I love my kitchen. And it hit me that taking care of my home was actually self-care. And I had not really been taking care of myself. I had been going through all the motions and it's not that I hadn't been doing a ton of work before. I did. I was doing lots of work. Being trained as a yoga instructor kind of takes you through this whole spiritual journey. Yes, it does. But it was just this, an aha moment to top all aha moments that I can have a nice home. I can have a clear home and I can hear, have a clear mind. I can really, truly take care of myself. And when I'm not taking care of my home, it is an indicator that something is wrong with me. I'm not taking care of myself. Hmm. That's very interesting. So with that being said, let's talk about life decluttering. What does that mean? And what is your approach? And if you can let our audience know too, why is it so important for them to declutter? Well, so after I had this, you know, like aha moment, I decided everyone in the world needed to have the exact same feeling. (laughs) (laughs) The way I approach things and what life decluttering is, is the same as decluttering your home. We go from Uh, the macro, mm -hmm. which is the, the goal, the big, the whole thing. And then we get to the micro, which is the little bits and pieces. Now, what people try to do is they try to organize their lives. They try to organize their relationships, their closets, their children, their work, their whatever it is. But they'll try to do that before they declutter, before they clear out the excess, before they clear out the stuff that doesn't belong, the stuff that's draining them, the stuff that's getting in the way, the stuff that's keeping them stuck. So to declutter one's life, is to hit on all cylinders, your mental, emotional, spiritual, your spatial uh, relationship, everything. Mm -hmm. And to pare it down to what deserves to be a part of your life, what serves you, what actually works for you. Talking crap about yourself inside your own head does not work for you. Mm. Declutter that out of your life. Change that to something else. Change that to self-kindness. Change that to... Uh, an inner dialogue that supports you instead of tears you down. Mm-hmm. You have toxic relationships, clear those out. That can be terrifying because you can be afraid then you're going to be left with nothing if you t- get all the toxic relationships out because maybe all of your relationships are toxic. Until you get those out, 
you're not going to be able to invite in the healthy relationships. So declutter the toxic relationships so that you can organize your relationships to be ones that deserve to be in your life. Mm. The same thing's going to happen with your house. You, You think that you can just organize all your kitchen gadgets over and over and over and over again, and they're going to stay organized. You're wrong. You have to go in and figure out that you've got three can openers and you only need one. So get rid of two of them. Now we've got some extra space. Do that with everything, what's broken, et cetera. And now you can find things. You can organize mm-hmm. them. You can put everything in its place, whether it's in your mind or in your space, in your spirit, in the world you interact with. Everything has to have a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just can't find those places if there's just like, Chaos and noise. Chaos and everywhere. You know, as you were speaking, something really resonated with me. So it's it's about space. So yeah. the declaring is about creating that space for yourself so you can grow. Yeah. So it's really about space. And I mean, space is such an amazing word because it can mean so many things. It can be physical space. It can be energetic space, mental space, emotional space, the spiritual space, whatever mm-hmm. space. It's just, it implies not being crowded, not yeah. being pressured. Space to me implies freedom and relief. Mm. So I know you talked about the macro and the micro. So is that the approach that you use to start the process? That's really what I do. When, you know, anybody who comes to me, the first thing they do is actually <laughs> quite torturous. They have, uh, they have to go through five very in-depth questionnaires okay. that are going to talk about their, themselves in general, but then it's going to hit on their, their mental life, their physical life, their spiritual life, mm-hmm. and their spatial life, meaning the, the physical world that they live in, their home. Mm-hmm. And so as they go through all that, that helps us to identify all those macro things that need to be attended to, need to be decluttered. And so we work on that and that creates, and we can even say that what we do is we identify goals, which are the macro, the big thing. Mm -hmm. And then then we break that down into what are all the micro steps that are going to get us to that goal. So I'm kind of obsessed with this concept of macro to micro and then micro up to macro. Yeah. And I can make say those words so many times that they don't mean anything. That's funny. And you know what is interesting? I find as us human beings, we get attached to things. So we don't want to declutter. We don't want to throw things away. And we keep piling them up and piling them up. And speaking to you right now, it's like an aha moment for me because it's like, that's why I'm that way in everything then. Because if you're being attached to things, you're just piling up. In every area of your life, you're going to operate the same way. Absolutely. And so that actually takes us to the what we would call maybe the next step of yeah. uh, my process, which is checking in to see what the purpose is of everything. Mm. What is so, you know, I was talking about toxic relationships. Well, when we're struggling to let go of those toxic relationships because we're afraid that we're going to be alone, you ask yourself, what's the purpose of this relationship? And I love it when I ask somebody that question because they'll go, well, there is no purpose. I say, that's not true. You might not like the purpose, but there is a purpose. It's so a purpose. It, yeah. And it yeah. might be a purpose of, I don't want to be alone. And yeah. so I keep this person who, you know, is crappy to me and, you know, blows me off all the time. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. them in my life because 
my, the purpose of that is for them, for me to feel not alone. You know, you might have uh, some clothes that you keep that you don't fit into any longer. Let's, let's go with that one. So Mm -hmm. maybe you've lost some weight. Maybe you've gained some weight. So maybe you've got some clothes either too big or too small for you and you keep holding on to them. And I'll say, what's the purpose? And you say, well, what if I gain weight again? Or when I lose weight again, I want there to be those clothes there. I'm guilty of that. Almost everyone is. But here's what I'm going to tell you is I, then we have to look deeper and we have to say, okay, so that's the surface purpose, but there might be a purpose there of fear is, is drives so many things, but like this fear that if I let go of the clothes from when I was heavier, then I'm going to gain weight. It's like almost going to cause me to gain weight and then I'm not going to have any clothes. And I will say we do live in a first world country and we do have places like Goodwill and Thread Up. We can get inexpensive clothes if we need to. If I get rid of the clothes from a lower weight, we think that that means, well, now I have no motivation to lose weight. That's not true. What you're doing is you're holding on to clothes that represent someone that you are not. It just put a chill down my spine. Mm. We've got to be us right now, not who we once were or who we hope we're going to be. We have to be us right now mm. and then take steps. So what is the purpose of every, what is the purpose of every word that comes out of your mouth? What is the purpose of every movement that you make? When you walk toward the refrigerator, what is your purpose? Is it to get food? Is it because you're hungry? Is it because you're bored? What's the purpose? Mm. When you give someone a hug, what is the purpose of that? Are you attention seeking? Are you just loving them? Are you, do you just feel joy in touching them? Are you frightened? What is the purpose? Everything has a purpose. And unfortunately, sometimes we ignore the purpose because we don't like the purpose. Mm. And we don't want to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. And then give ourselves permission to have purposes that help us grow that are beneficial to us. Wow. That's yeah. I know it's a lot. I get it. No, it's not that it's a lot. It's the truth because that I felt that one, especially with the clothes. Yeah. And um, I do that a lot. So with listening to you now, that means that I'm not living in the present moment. Exactly. And, and so think about anxiety. Anxiety is the stuff that we've already done that we can't change and the stuff that hasn't happened yet. So we can't control it. Exactly. So if you're not in the present moment, you're almost automatically. automatically. Yeah. Yeah. And as a coach too, I look at that. I utilize that in different areas, but I would have never thought that that would correlate with my clothes. Right. I know. And that's it. That is the thing. And it's, I talk to so many people who what? it's actually kind of difficult, a little difficult to reach out to the world and to say, Hey guys, it is for your mental health to attend to like your stuff. Cause people think, Oh, well, that's, there can't be a connection. There is such mm-hmm. a connection there. Your home is a complete representation of you and you are a representation of your home and everything chaotic. You're chaotic. If it's mm-hmm. calm, you're calm. If it's overly controlled, that probably means you're trying to be overly controlled about yourself and there's more anxiety. It's, you know, so like a clean home doesn't automatically mean calm because sometimes it's that that's the person who is a perfectionist trying to do too much, but everything you have, when you look around you can just look around the space that you're sitting in right now and you can look at things and you can say, well, what, 
how do I feel about this stuff? I mean, you look at one object or something catches your eye. What feeling does it generate in you? Mm -hmm. Does it start to drain energy from you or does it energize you? Mm. So you might have like, there's a stack of papers, right? Big old stack of papers. We all have a stack of papers. I have some right in front of me right now. I'm actually looking at some. (laughs) Mine is right there. Mine's corralled in its little box, but it is right there. Right there. I used to have this stack of papers that would grow at the top of my stairs. It was it was very strange for years. And I would walk past it. It was right outside my bedroom. I'd walk past it and it would just like suck the energy out of me every time I walked past it. And about twice a year, I would go through it. It would take me a couple of hours. And I don't have that pile any longer. I created solutions for that. And it no mm-hmm. longer pulls energy from me. But that space that's now open. So we talked about space. Yeah. That space that's now open, I feel so good when I look at it. And I can't stand it when anything lands on that spot anymore because it's like gunking up my space. Yeah, yeah. And so this is then kind of like the next layer of the work that I do with people Mm -hmm. is to identify, again, whether we're talking about things, maybe the way you talk to yourself, yeah, um, the things that you own, the your job things with your kids, whatever it might be, what is energizing you, bringing you joy, making you feel motivated and excited and just loving life. And what is pulling from you, holding you down, keeping you stuck, sucking the energy out of you. And, and a lot of those are going to be the things that have the word should with them. And, you know, every coach, every therapist knows the word yeah. should is a no, no word. Yeah. And it immediately implies something that we sense as an obligation, not as a desire, a want, a benefit. Mm. So in so many words, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be so honest with yourself. Honesty, without honesty you're not you. Yeah. You just won't, you won't meet yourself out there. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. As we were talking before people we're we're attached to things, right? We identify ourselves with external Mm -hmm. forces, with the outside world or the things that we buy. We're constantly piling stuff up, seeking happiness, thinking the next purse or the next car, the next big house is going to make me happier. And we perpetuate this life, but we're constantly seeking and searching, right? Yeah. I love the way I love the, just the way you said that it's like the next purse, the next car, the next thing mm-hmm. that's the, like, once this happens or once I have this, then I'll be happy. But it's yeah. such a fallacy, right? Yeah. Cause it's not about having more. It's about having the right stuff, the right stuff, having the right people, having the, the, the most beneficial thoughts, the, the most healthy life, the, Whatever that means to you, Mm. you know, I'm not saying everybody has to have a particular lifestyle, a particular diet, a particular workout regimen, a particular, you know, you don't have to be a minimalist. I'm just saying whatever is right for you. It's not what you think society says is right. Mm -hmm. That attachment, that word is such an important word. We're using so many important words in this discussion and attachment 
Attachment can be an attachment to an idea too, an attachment to a belief. I'm not worthwhile. We can become attached to that. And then if I'm not worthwhile, why would I take care of my home? Why would I take care of myself? Why would I take care of my relationships? Why would I advocate for myself? Mm-hmm. If my belief is I am lovable, I am valuable, then I'm going to do the things to ensure that I have a life that reflects that. Mm-hmm. I keep going back to the space. That's, <laughs> I like that you space. said space. space. Yeah, I keep going back to that because when I have discussions with people and, you know, every day we're like, Let's, we want to be happy. People say, I want to be happy. I just want to find happiness. But what you're talking about today and the way you talked about the space, the macro and the micro, and just the way you explained to us like the process, for me, that's peace and joy. It's not even happiness because I believe, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I believe happiness is, it comes and goes. It's like giving a, giving a child a toy. And then they mess up. They're so excited you gave them a toy. Then when they mess up, you take the toy away from them. So you take the happiness. But when you have peace and joy, it's constant. It is your foundation. It's what you lean in. So when you talked about the space, when you talked about the clothes, because I do that, I need to create that space so I can have that joy within myself with what I have as far as my clothes. It seems simple, but it's everything. Because me holding on to clothes that I don't fit now says a lot about the relationship that I have with myself, mm-hmm. with my clothing, with the space that I'm allowing in my closet. It's just, it's big for me. I love when you talked about space. You know, I have a, a friend as she's been following me on social media, Instagram and Facebook, Pinterest, mm-hmm. all those places and reading my blog, she happened to have moved from a large house to a smaller house. So she and her spouse, they went through this whole kind of decluttering process of downsizing to the smaller house because they realized that fit their, who they were, it was going to be more authentic to who they were. And when they moved into this house, she was so intentional about how she put everything in. It's like, I'm actually jealous of this house. It's so, <laughs> it is, it's, it's just so sweet and so lovely. Yeah. So when I got to have my first tour of their home, one of the things she was the most excited to show me was a cabinet where there was an empty shelf. And she said, I'm always going to have an empty shelf. Ooh. And I went, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm stealing that from her and she's yeah. this and she's gonna know I'm exactly stealing that too. <laughs> and, and and that's and so I look around my home and I go, where can I have an empty space? Yeah. And it's not like a, a sad empty space. It's an empty space, an intentional empty space, a mm-hmm. space that's actually maybe filled with love, filled with that peace, filled with calm, where you can breathe. Because space is where we breathe, isn't it? Yes, yes. That's a good one. Space is where we breathe. Yeah, I'm going to steal that one. So find an empty space. But, you know, like they always say, less is more for whatever reason. As human beings, we don't get it. And even when I talk to people, they say, you know, what is the process? Like, how do you start transforming your life? And I say, be still. They look at me like I'm crazy because they want me to say this big word out of the dictionary. And But people don't realize the power and the magnitude of stillness. Now I'm going to incorporate space 
to my stillness. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's funny you said that about like just, you know, having it's like a, a simple response or answer to what people, people want this like big mm-hmm. solution to their life. Yeah. And, and so sometimes I feel bad in my newsletter, my blogs, my <laughs> social media posts. I'll I'm so post- glad you say that because I feel bad too. Because I'm like, people want the dictionary, PhD. Right. Right? That's not what life is about. No. Life, life, as hard as it is, it is so simple. It, and it, and when and we make it complicated, we're yeah. the ones who complicate it. We're the ones who like take something super, super simple and turn it into the most complex thing ever and then freak out and, you know, end up on, you know, psychotropic medications. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm always writing these things and asking some big question, how do you do such and such? And then, you know, my first line is, sorry, this isn't going to be very exciting, but <laughs> the answer is be kind. I, and, and okay, now I'll explain that a little bit more, but yeah. when it comes down to it, I can just say, be kind. And yeah. if you just decide to be kind to yourself and be kind to others, like a whole bunch of things are going to be better. Yes. And it's so simple. And then I will acknowledge and admit that sometimes the process of learning how to truly be something like kind is not... It's maybe not simple because, oh, uh, well, maybe be- because we make it complicated. Yeah. Because I, maybe that's what it is. It's because mm. it's something people fight. They don't understand. They think they that niceness is kindness, and that's not mm. accurate. And so they complicate yeah. it with these other thoughts. When you just slow it all down. Slow it all down. And you're right. It's not, I think life in itself, when we're still enough, is simple, but I understand exactly what you're saying. It's not simple to make that transformation because we've been taught different. So for so many years, you're thinking a certain way, and then somebody's coming to you as a life coach, and you're telling them, "Well, be kind," and they're looking at you like, oh. like, "Like, yeah, right." You I know, I open doors for people. Isn't that kind? Exactly. So then now they have to go through the process. Okay, like you're saying, how to be kind. I always say. There is not one human being on earth who wants to be depressed. Everybody wants to have peace and joy. The hardest thing to do to get out of depression is you have to go through what got you there. And just like we're talking about being kind. So people are like, you tell them you have to do this to be kind. It's, the, it's a process. Everything is a process. And it's not an easy process. But most people don't understand that. So it makes sense what you're saying. That's why people like you and I are here to help those who, for whom that feels so complicated, feels overwhelming, feels yeah. frightening. Um, you know, that we're here as, as guides as, or as people to walk beside others during their process and during mm-hmm. their journeys. And that's why it's so important to have a coach, a support with you and to not put it on yourself that you should just know all this stuff. You should just understand it because sometimes you can have all the information. You can listen to all the podcasts in the world, read all the books in the world, but there'll be a missing element. And that's where people like coaches, counselors, mm-hmm. you know, gurus of any sort yeah. come in is to help to uh, explain these concepts that they're just a little more than sometimes we can figure out on our own. Exactly. So as we're coming to the end, can you give our guests, our listeners, 
at least two pointers. Where do they begin? If somebody had to say, oh my goodness, I listened to this podcast today and Kate from Soulful Space was talking about decluttering. I would like to start doing that. Where can I start? So let's just, for simplicity's sake, say we're talking about the home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask everybody out there to tap into their intuition. Mm. And sometimes that's a little scary and hard because we second guess ourselves. Um, but I want you to just kind of sit with a piece of paper and just write down what are the areas of your home that immediately pop into your head when you think of, I want to do something about this, or it drains me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then take that list, star three places that you think, man, I would feel so good if I got that taken care of. And then take those three and circle the one that you are the most drawn to. Because I don't want you doing a, you have to start here, you have to start there. I understand some, you know, there are many organizers and decluttering experts out there that say you have to start in this area that I want you to work with your in, your intuition. So you find that area and let's just say it is your closet. For a lot of us, it is going to be the closet, Marie Kondo. Then you go in there and you just come out at these items slowly and calmly and asking yourself those questions. What's the purpose of this item? Does this item energize me and bring me joy? Does this, does this item uh, drain me? Does it, is it kind of black and white to me and like, you know, gray and dull and just start slowly deciding what you want to have. So that's kind of the, the thing that, it's, this is not about what you necessarily want to get rid of. It's about what you want to keep. And the stuff that isn't in the keep pile is the stuff that's going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And you do want to kind of empty an entire space out. So if that's an entire shelf or one part of your closet, I think emptying an entire closet is a little overwhelming. But if you just do one shelf, one section at a time, one drawer, mm -hmm everything out, identify everything that's going back in, fold it up, hang it on hangers, whatever it is, put it back and see that space. Because now you are organizing the calm instead of the chaos, because you have just decided what is going to stay. And everything that I just said there, listen to it again and apply that to your relationships. Listen to it again, apply it to your job. Listen to it again, apply it to your parenting. It's, it's universal. It's universal. Thank you so much for joining us. How can my audience get in touch with you? So they can uh, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, uh, soulfulspace.coaching and Pinterest, Soulful Space. And I've got my blog at soulfulspacecoaching.com. You can email me, DM me. Is that what you call it? <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> I'll also put your information at the link below um, with the podcast, but I'm so grateful for you to be here. This means a lot to me because I feel um, as women, it's time for us to declutter you know, create space in our lives so we can grow, get connected to ourselves and just find that peace and freedom to be able to create the life that we desire and deserve and get away from the labels, the names and 
all the kind of stuff that's keeping us stuck. So your work means a lot to me and I hope you continue doing what you're doing to be able to help all the women out there in the world. And for everybody else that's listening, thank you so much for listening to Loud Whisper Reignite Your Voice. Again, I'm your host, Isabel Drawn. If this is your first time, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and the podcast will be every Wednesday each week. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Isabel. This is wonderful.